you are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here at TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening with you guys out there? Man, today I'm kind of feeling weird because, first of all, I think I'm catching a cold. And second of all, school will be starting on September 5th. And that is very, very close. And today, as I'm recording this episode for you guys... It's the day before school starts, so I kind of feel bittersweet because at the same time as I am kind of sad for school starting and the summer ending, I'm actually excited for school starting. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling right now. But what I do know is that I'm so excited to be here today because... We only have Thursday and Friday for school, right? Am I right, University of Guelph students? And after that, what is the day after that? It is Saturday. And what day is Saturday? It is September 7th. And what is happening on September 7th? Man, UFC 242 is happening on September 7th. Where is it happening? It's happening in the United Arab Emirates in Abu Dhabi. Who is fighting who for the main event? Uh, excuse me, please do remind me, Janan. Yes, Khabib Nurmagomedov, the current lightweight champion at the UFC, will be defending his title against the current interim lightweight champion at the UFC, Dustin Poirier. So yes, I, I love how I started that talk, like from how uh, sad I was from getting back to school to how excited I was for this upcoming weekend. I just love that, man. That was great. Anyway, so yes, as you might have guessed, that is uh, what we're going to be mainly talking about today, UFC 242. Like I said, the main event is between Khabib and Dustin Poirier. And of course, the co-main event too is pretty exciting because we're going to be having a great fight between Edson Barboza and Paul Felder. Okay, so um, like I said, I've been looking forward to this whole fight card for the longest time and I wish they actually had it throughout the summer. But if they did, then why would we, uh, you know, look forward to for this upcoming September, like, the, the very first uh, September weekend, I would say. So shout out to Dana White and the whole UFC crew for um, having us something to look forward to, at least in this fall, like the beginning of fall, because we all know how hard it is to get back to that grind. And I, I mean, eventually we'll get there. But in the beginning, it's just really, really hard for some people. So thank you to Dana White for having this fight happen. And uh, we'll give you all the updates and everything you need to know about that particular bout between Khabib Nurmagomedov and Dustin Poirier. And overall, everything you need to know about that whole Abu Dhabi card, UFC 242, okay? So like I said, we're going to be exclusively breaking down that whole fight card. What else is happening? A lot actually went down in the world of combat sports over this past week. A lot of people signed with different organizations. A lot of superstars actually signed with different organizations. A lot of people moved up and down weight divisions. A lot of famous people, former um, champions, and people who are looking forward to becoming new champions at different weight divisions. A lot of that has been going around. 
And what else, man? Yeah, a lot of gossip as usual, which uh, if we have enough time, we're, we're going to be getting into. But other than that, that is pretty much what we have lined up for today. And that's actually plenty. And I cannot wait to get started on all of that. Okay, so now without further ado, let's get started. Yes, okay. So... First of all, before we get started, shout out to our family here at CFRU 93.3 FM. Because if you do regularly tune in to CFRU and you did tune in on Saturday, uh, we were doing a special broadcast from the Brandon Plaza here at the University Center at the University of Guelph. We were warmly welcoming all the new students who were just moving onto campus. And uh, we give you guys a lot of uh, motivational tips and um, how to get back on your grind, especially if you are a returning student or if you are a new student and you don't know how to actually get on the university grind, we gave you some tips. So that was really fun and specifically for me because I was also hosting an hour of that special broadcast. And uh, it was great because you guys already know this is a talk show and for that special, it was mostly like a music based show. And um, I got to play a lot of motivational hip hop and um, R&B songs. And I was really pleased about that because if I could, I would honestly play more inspirational hip hop music on TKO. But because we have so many great things to talk about here on TKO, we don't really have a lot of time for music breaks and so on. So that was great to have. And uh, I was so happy to share uh, my own music tastes uh, with the world and uh, all the uh, passerbys and um, all that it was so cool and it was such a great experience to have so thank you to everybody who listened and tuned in and also shout out to our family here at CFRU 93.3 FM for that great experience okay there was that and uh, man I my memory is like troubling me right now because I have a feeling that something like in terms of combat sports took place over this past weekend I just can't. Oh, right. Of course. Okay. So now I just remember. Thank you. Uh, it always helps a lot when you think out loud. And uh, yeah, it just helps you with your memory. Anyway, so what happened over this past weekend in terms of mixed martial arts was, of course, the UFC Fight Night card in um, Shenzhen, China. And it was headlined by a great bout between the strawweight champion, um, the women's strawweight champion at the UFC, Jessica Andrade, and um, China's very own Zhang Wei Li. So that was a great fight and actually a very great performance by Zhang Wei Li because what she did was to put on a very, very dominating performance against Jessica Andrade from the very first moment that the very fr- first round started. She started attacking Jessica Andrade, put on so much pressure on Andrade so that she couldn't do any of the things that she does best, including grappling, including getting close to Zhang Wei Li. Because she started attacking Jessica Andrade right away, she was able to neutralize everything that was supposed to be coming towards her. And as a result of that, she was um, completely dominating in that fight and she was able to knock out uh, Jessica Andrade in the very first round and to become the very first um, person from China to ever win a UFC belt. So shout out to Zhang Wei Li for putting on this great performance. And actually her performance was so great great that 
even people like superstars like Ronda Rousey even congratulated her on social media. So that's definitely awesome for Zhang Weili. And I personally cannot wait to see what is ahead for her, especially as a uh, woman fighting at the UFC. I'm sure she can definitely do so many great things in the UFC, perhaps move up weight divisions and fight other champions, people like Valentina Shevchenko. And uh, you never really know, like people can be changing their weight divisions and uh, I'm sure Zhang Weili can definitely put on a great performance uh, against champions and superstars like people people like Valentina Shevchenko so if we get to see things like that for Zhang Weili then definitely it's gonna be great and also um, <laughs> her performance was so great that we had the men's uh, flyweight and bantamweight champion Henry Cejudo calling out Zhang Weili saying that he's willing to fight her for her title. And Zhang Weili, like, she didn't stay quiet. She actually responded back to Henry Cejudo. Now, I, I kind of don't want to talk about it here on the show because I'm not sure if it was um, her response was actually PG-13. So all I'm going to say is that she was super sassy to Henry Cejudo and Henry Cejudo didn't actually reply back after what Jane Whaley said to Henry Cejudo. So shout out to Jane Whaley for being such a badass woman and for making her dreams come true, honestly, to become the very first person from your country to ever win a UFC championship. That's phenomenal. So shout out to her and also shout out to Jessica Andrade for having such a great heart because even after defeat, she was so humble and uh, she was being super respect respectful towards Jane Willie. And uh, yeah, everything's been great so far for both parties. And so it was a great fight to watch. All right, so uh, I can't really think of anything else that took place over this past weekend. So now, without further ado, we can freely start talking about what we have lined up for this upcoming weekend. And actually, before we get started with our breakdown for UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi, I really want to talk about some of the headlines that have been um, spreading around in the MMA community and some of the rumors that have been uh, passed around and some of the official statements that have been said by famous people in our community. So let's get started with those. So first things first, we all remember Chris Cyborg, the one and only um, Chris Cyborg, the former featherweight champion, the former women's featherweight champion at the UFC, Chris Cyborg, the person who had been undefeated for most of her professional career until she fought the one and only Amanda Nunes. And so after that, things had been shaky for Chris Cyborg. But before that, we all thought that Chris Cyborg was this invincible mixed martial artists people were even referring to her as the female mike tyson in in mma because that's how how powerful and uh, talented she was and she still is please don't get me wrong just because she lost one bout or one fight to amanda nunes doesn't take anything away from how valuable of a fighter she truly is but what happened was uh, Chris Cyborg, after her last performance, she uh, had been having arguments with the UFC president, Dana White. And so they weren't really sure if they were going to extend her contract at the UFC. 
So what has actually happened right now is that Chris Cyborg has been released from her UFC contract and has now signed with the competitor organization Bellator. So yes, it is official. Chris Cyborg has now signed with Bellator. And this is really interesting because I feel like for Chris Cyborg personally, especially because she fights at higher weight divisions, like heavier weight divisions in women's, it's going to be better for her because there's more um, uh, there's more female competitors in Bellator that she can be competing against than if she were to still fight in the UFC. Because specifically, I could see women uh, just not wanting to fight Chris Cyborg in the UFC, not just because of the fact that she she was a badass fighter, but also because of the fact that she was just so big for that featherweight for that 145 weight division because normally she walks around at like 170 pounds if not more and then for her to cut down to 145 pounds then man she would be deadly so i can totally understand why women didn't want to fight with chris cyborg in the ufc and why we didn't really have a lot of women even fight in that weight division specifically but things are actually different in Bellator because if you look through their roster, their featherweight, their women's featherweight roster, there's so many more fighters that Chris Cyborg can face off against. And uh, I hope this is a great thing for her and that she is able to at least have a few warm up fights um, in Bellator before she can move on to um, like bigger, bigger profile fights against some um, perhaps champions at Bellator and I hope she can accomplish great things now in Bellator because yes of course she was the champion at, at the UFC but I feel like she never really got the respect that she deserved in the UFC but I feel like Scott Coker the president of Bellator knows uh, the type of fighter that Chris Cyborg is and how special she truly is so I hope uh, she gets uh, treated with much more respect and that there are more uh, more um, interesting things and better things coming up for her now in Bellator. So that's for Chris Cyborg. Um, yes. So now let's move on to boxing. So for boxing, we had, uh, you guys probably remember, actually, I'm not sure if you remember because we talked about him a while back. We had Alexander Usyk, who was the cruiserweight champion in boxing. And cruiserweight in boxing is just light heavyweight for MMA. And it is just one weight division behind heavyweight. So Alexander Usyk, uh, you guys probably remember him from the Olympics. He w- he won multiple gold medals for his home country of Ukraine in um, uh, Olympic boxing. So his professional is actually a- amateur career has been spotless almost. And then he moved on to professionalism in boxing. And um, he became the champion in cruiserweight. And now he's moving up. He's officially moved up to heavyweight to dominate the heavyweight weight division. And this is very, very exciting specifically because I feel like for the longest time we had like big name fighters completely dominating the heavyweight division. Guys like Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz Jr., who's the current champion, Deontay Wilder. Um, uh, Luis Ortiz, you know, just big name fighters dominating the the heavyweight division. But now it is nice to see things be mixed up a little bit differently now that Alexander Usyk is in the roster as well, because I'm sure he can do things that is gonna 
have us in awe almost because that's how great of a boxer and uh, fighter he he really is. If we have him matched up against one of the top name um, contenders in heavyweight boxing, then we'll see what he's really capable of. And he, if he is able to enter that um I don't want to say it like a big league, but I guess this is the only way that he can truly describe it. If he if he can't actually get to the quote unquote big league in the heavyweight division, then we, we can see some exciting things go on and we can see some fireworks go on in the heavyweight division. So I'm truly excited about that. And congratulations to Alexander Usyk for making this determining um, uh, decision because not all the time do we see guys be successful when they move up or down a weight division. But I hope this is um, all for all for the best for Alexander Usyk. So there is that. And now I think it's time to move on to our breakdown. So. Let's talk about UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi. So, yes, of course, it's happening in Abu Dhabi. And you know what that means? That means that uh, we're supposed to be fighting the... We're supposed to be watching the fights early on in the day. And I'm actually so happy about that. Because sometimes we'll be having main car fights happening actually starting at 10 p.m. And depending on how much activity you had going on on a Saturday, you probably wouldn't be awake for the whole uh, fight card, for the whole main card. But now that we're having the whole fight card in Abu Dhabi, that means that the main card will be starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. So I hope you guys caught that because if you didn't, then you, you'll probably miss the whole main event. So once again, the main event for UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi will be starting at 2 p.m. Eastern, guys. Make sure you mark that down in your calendar and make sure you do not miss this whole main card. And uh, like I said, I, I'm sure not only me, but other people will be more, more alert when they're watching this whole fight card. can watch it with so much more attention and can analyze it more even. So that's great. Uh, I wish they did this more. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'm so happy that it's actually happening throughout, um, uh, you know, late afternoon and uh, early evening. So, yes, 2 p.m. Eastern. And like we said before, the main event is going to be a great fight, a fight that has been anticipated for the longest time. Um, the lightweight championship belt uh, is on the line, ladies and gentlemen. We have the current lightweight champion at the UFC, Khabib Nurmagomedov, fighting off against the interim lightweight champion of the UFC, Dustin Poirier. Now, I'm going to give you a bit of background on the lightweight division. I know things have been you know, changing so much in the lightweight division, especially as of the past two or three years. I'm not going to talk about all the things that happen over all this time, but I'm just going to give you a bit of background. So we all know that Khabib Nurmagomedov is an undefeated fighter. And uh, what happened was for his past fight, for his most recent fight, he was fighting the notorious Conor McGregor. And uh, because Conor McGregor, he used to be the lightweight champion at the UFC, but things changed. Um, there were some charges pressed against him, so he was suspended and um, he had to relinquish his belt. So his belt was on the line and um, Khabib Nurmagomedov, being that he is a undefeated fighter in the UFC, he was able to uh, get the title for himself. So yes, he was the uh, lightweight champion of, at the UFC. And then Conor McGregor came back from his suspensions wanting to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. 
they the two actually did fight and Khabib Nurmagomedov did win that fight against Conor McGregor but because of the fact that Conor McGregor Conor McGregor was talking so much trash to Khabib Nurmagomedov Khabib Nurmagomedov was so angry at the end of that fight that even though he had won that fight against Conor McGregor and even though he had completely dominated over Conor McGregor for the full five rounds. He still uh, jumped out the cage, jumped out the octagon, and started fighting with Conor McGregor's team. And also Conor McGregor's team, they didn't hold back at all. And they also started fighting with Khabib's team. So a lot of stuff went down that night and it was really nasty. So as a result, both parties received suspensions for one year uh, by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Or uh, I'm not sure if the fight actually took place in Nevada, but uh, yes, they two, they both received suspensions and they they had to be laid off for about a year. And so the lightweight belt was just there for that whole year. But people couldn't just wait because we had so many other guys, guys like Dustin Poirier rising to the top. And it would be super fair for them to be demanding for the title. And especially because we didn't know if Khabib, who was the champion, although he was suspended, he was still the champion. We didn't know if Khabib was still going to be coming back um, and defending his belt after his suspension. So what happened was the UFC set up an interim lightweight championship title uh, for uh, Dustin Poirier, who was already a lightweight fighter. And Max Holloway, he came up a weight division from the featherweight division to fight off against Dustin Poirier. So when the two fought, Dustin Poirier, Poirier won and Dustin Poirier became the interim lightweight champion. Now, so much time has passed since then. Khabib's suspension is up. Um, Dustin Poirier is there more confident than ever that he's going to beat uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. And Khabib, he's used all this time, all this suspension time to train harder than ever and to come back, make a strong comeback in this fight against Dustin Poirier. So yes, this I guess you can call this a unification bout because whoever wins this fight will become the undisputed lightweight champion at the UFC. And I'm so excited for this fight because it's almost like clear it's so apparent what each guy is going to bring to the table of course Khabib is so well known for his strong wrestling background and I've said this many times on the show but Khabib if you search him up on the internet you'll see uh, footage of him wrestling with the grizzly bear when he was only seven years old and that's how that's how great of a wrestler he is when he can wrestle with a grizzly bear man I don't know what you think about his wrestling but his wrestling is just out of this world if not one of the best wrestling skills ever in the UFC so of course Khabib is going to utilize his wrestling in this bout and that's what allows him to be so dominating in fights usually because he uses his wrestling he take takes down his opponents and then he's able to put on so much pressure against them he actually and literally mauls them over after he's taken down his opponents, he grounds and pounds with no mercy 
and uh, they can't really do anything about it. They don't even have an, an opening to do a counter counter strike or whatever they want to do. They don't even have that chance anymore. Once Khabib gets his hands on you, you're going down and you better hope that the bill rings for the next round. If if not, you're if not, you are completely TKO'd. Yeah, let's just put it that way in simple terms. So that's how great of a wrestler Khabib is and how um, smart he is, honestly, with his openings and um, his chances. Because if, like, he, he, could, he could have all of that in his back pocket, but he needs to know when to act on it and when to utilize it in a, in a fight against his opponent. But he has all of those things all together. He has the knowledge and he knows when to use it. So that makes him a very effective fighter. And on the other hand, he's fighting off against Dustin Poirier, who uh, himself is such a good mixed martial artist. And I say he's a good mixed martial artist because not only is he a good striker, but he's also a good wrestler and also a good jiu-jitsu practitioner. And that is a very important thing to have because I feel like if you have fully mastered all those things at once, then your chances in a fight are going to be um, so so much in your in your advantage and um, if one thing doesn't go your way you can always rely on other things rather than you being a a master in just one field of martial arts and just trying to use that in in a certain fight well what if something happens and you can't really rely on your forte you know what i'm saying so you have to have extensive knowledge of all sorts of mixed martial arts, specifically those that are relevant to mixed martial arts, like wrestling, boxing, um, kicking, uh, jiu-jitsu. You need to have extensive knowledge and background in all of these fields to be to be a successful mixed martial artist. Not to be a successful striker only, not to be a successful wrestler only. You need to be a successful mixed martial artist, okay? So Dustin Poirier has all of those things all together. And this is what is going to make it so much interesting because striking-wise, Dustin Poirier's striking is uh, just a little bit better than Khabib's because if Khabib isn't able to do all the things that I just talked about, meaning that if he's not able to take you down and ground and pound you, if he if the fight is fully conducted standing up, then I would say Dustin Poirier would have a higher chance of um, damaging Khabib Nurmagomedov. So yes, I would say striking wise, Dustin Poirier is a better striker. So yes, it is so obvious that if he uses that in his own advantage early on in the fight, then he can potentially weaken Khabib Nurmagomedov and turn things into his into his um, own way. So, you know, these are all the speculations that we have right now as fans and analysts. But the ultimate question is, how are things actually going to go down on fight night? Because, first of all, this is the first time that both guys are fighting in the Middle East. And I'm not sure how things are over there with terms of, um, you know, um, altitude and um, jet lag and all that. You know, all those external factors that we don't really tend to consider when we're thinking about people fighting each other we just think about statistics and how each person has performed previously and we're just predicting how they're going to perform in the future you know there's so many other external factors that could be affecting each fighter's performance so like i said it will ultimately come down to how things will actually go down on fight night or should i say fight day on september 7th in abu dhabi 
So once again, to remind you guys, the main event will be happening at 2 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you do not miss that. And man, I really wish that I could talk about the Coleman event as well, which was the fight between Paul Felder and Edson Barboza. But man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Uh, once again, make sure you catch up with our previous episodes um, at CFRU.ca. You already know you can also catch up with our previous episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. And in case you missed it, for the 1,000th time, UFC 242 will be happening on September 7th. Make sure you tune in at 2 p.m. to catch up with the main card. Okay, did I plug everything in? Yes, I did. So... Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy UFC 242 and have a great weekend. And I wish you all the best. It's your girl, Jenna, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.